The Dirt Late Model Silly Season has been pretty quiet to this point, but that might be about to change. We'll talk about some recent moves, plus more on the High Limit All-Star situation and plenty of racing to check out. Let's go. It's Wednesday, September 27th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. A high limit sprint cars at Lernerville last night. Big crowd, $50,000 to the winner, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the house. The vibes were pretty high. Uh, it was a, a, you know, seemed to be like a really great atmosphere with all of those people there and, and, you know, all of the kind of stakes of everything. In the night's main event, I wonder how often in history you have guys like Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet start on the front row of the feature and either pick up the win. Because that was the case last night. Each led laps, but Lernerville was heavy and treacherous and big moments and mistakes knocked both drivers out of contention. David Gravel was there to capitalize, and he just made fewer mistakes than the other guys did. He picked up the $50,000 with his final outlaw freebie of the season. Definitely a good decision for him. Rico Abreu made a late charge to second and sweet finished third. With Rico second and Larson down in eighth after his big moment in turn two with nine laps to go, the championship lead is just 20 points with two races left. We'll see if Rico can keep uh, chopping down uh, that lead and take the fight to young money here as the last couple of races pop up. Lernerville surface last night was lightning fast and come feature time, got a little cowboy up in some spots and that heavy track allowed Sweet to knock down the 21-year-old track record, which Joey Saldana set back in 2002 before there were sprint car weight limits. That's one of those you thought would never fall. A big hat tip to uh, Justin Sanders on his spin and win in the heat race. Not often you can completely loop the car and not get a caution and drive off to a heat race win. Next up for the High Limit Series is Tuesday, October 3rd. That is next week at Bridgeport. And then the season ends October 10th at Lincoln Park. As for what we talked about on yesterday's show around the High Limit and All-Stars situation, as expected, no big announcement yesterday that High Limit had bought out the All-Stars from Tony Stewart. We'll see if something ends up getting done in the future. Thinking through this kind of specific deal here, I think there are cases to be made on both sides for why High Limit should or shouldn't acquire the All-Stars as they work towards expanding beyond just a small midweek series. If some version of High Limit goes to a 50 or 60 race schedule, which seems incredibly likely at this point, they'll need a bunch more infrastructure beyond what little they have now. And absorbing the All-Stars would solve some of those problems. It would also eliminate some measure of competition for cars and tracks. It would obviously depend, though, on the price tag. And I had someone ask yesterday what the value of the All-Stars is. That's honestly a question I cannot answer. There's clearly some book value for the trucks and equipment that the All-Star series possesses, but there's also some intrinsic value for the series branding and its history. At the end of the day, something is really only worth, though, what uh, another party is willing to pay for it. On the flip side, Brad and JP might want to just start fresh with everything with High Limit and avoid laying out the capital by another series. They don't really need the All-Stars here to expand. And I did want to get back to the current High Limit infrastructure, too. There are clearly still issues for the series to work around through race management and officiating. Earlier this year, we talked about the problems at Tri-City with the Rico and Larson deal. Uh, and last night, you saw it during qualifying, which was an absolute mess. Sometimes one car at a time, sometimes two cars getting extra attempts, push trucks everywhere. The feature was also shortened at some point from 40 laps to 35. And I don't remember seeing or hearing a reason why or even acknowledgement from the series that it had happened. Uh, one moment, it was 40. And then as the cars were pushing off, it was suddenly 35. It's actually kind of interesting to watch a high profile group of people kind of make mistakes and try and figure things out on the fly. That's something we see often because the other big series we watch have all of those things figured out. and We don't even notice them. 
I think that's why they stand out so much when there are problems. Uh, there's plenty more to come, though, with High Limit and its future, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it a lot more in the coming months as they work towards 2024. Over to some late model stuff. The Flow Racing Night in America series is in action tonight, and there have been a few silly season moves as of late. With things so active on the sprint car side, it's felt like the driver ride swapping has been pretty tame on the late model side. But some moves have been announced, and it sounds like maybe more are coming. In recent days, we learned that Max Blair will part ways with Boom Briggs uh, and his team for 2024. Briggs has run a two-car operation in recent seasons, first with Josh Richards behind the wheel, and then this season with Blair. But it sounds like Boom uh, is ready to scale back to just one team. Uh, obviously, Boom runs a business outside of the race team. So for next season, Blair is moving over to the Pennsylvania-based Centerline Motorsports team. The plans are for Blair to remain on a national tour full-time, but they have not yet decided whether that will be Lucas or the Outlaws. Blair is currently ninth in the Lucas standings and on his way to uh, Rookie of the Year. He's got a split field prelim win with Lucas this season and 22 top 10s in 50 races. On the regional level, uh, modified standout Ethan Dodson has signed with Georgia late model team Coltman Farms Racing for next year. Dodson currently pilots the Longhorn Chassis Modified House Car, and he has a number of wins this season in IMCA and UMP Modified Competition. He also scored a pair of Comp Cam Series late model wins this year. Uh, no schedule was announced for this new pairing. Uh, there are also some other rumors out there about changes, so we'll see what transpires uh, here coming up. Drop me a comment. Let me know who you think should or could be on the move for 2024 in the dirt late model world. And I mentioned the Flow Series. They are at Tyler County tonight for $23,000 to win. Bobby Pierce currently holds a very slight lead on Hudson O'Neill in the series championship. Should be a strong field tonight. Uh, you could watch it live over on Flow Racing. At Indianapolis today, the BC39 gets going on the dirt inside turn three of the big track. If you aren't aware, uh, inside of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they built a dirt track in turn three and they've run midget races there a bunch. Right now, there are 72 USAC midgets on that entry list. Today is the Stoops Pursuit event, uh, and then Friday and Saturday are split field prelim nights leading into Saturday's finale. The Stoops Pursuit deal is during the feature cars are eliminated every so often. Uh, based on whether or not they make passes or not. Uh, so it kind of turns into a pretty exciting thing. Uh, four years of the BC39 have seen four different winners in Brady Bacon, Zeb Wise, Kyle Larson, and Buddy Kofoid. Only Bacon and Kofoid on the entry list this week. And that field of entries includes all of the main national names, plus a whole lot more. So I think action should be pretty wild all four days. If you can't get there, this one will be live over on Flow. Uh, one other item for you today. We talked last week about Sam Hayfertieb Jr.'s Hills Racing Team protesting Northern Sprint Car Nationals winner Mike Bowman at the Oshwikan Speedway. Both teams' magnetos and ignition boxes were sent to MSD to be checked out for traction control devices. And the track announced this morning that Bowman's win is upheld and that no devices were found in those uh, uh, pieces uh, by MSD. So Bowman keeps the big trophy and the $30,000 check. Northern Sprint Car Nationals was the final event of the year for Shweekin, uh, and uh, all that's left is their banquet on November 17th. Uh, looking around the uh, dirt racing podcast uh, landscape over the past week, Wing Nation has Lance DeWeese and Chris Windham. Quick Time has Stu Snyder and Joey Danley. Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks has Chuck Reed. Hoagie's Garage has Sean Quinn. Non-Wing Worldwide has Todd Hobson. And there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters from Dirt on Dirt, The Dirt Nerds, Dirt Track Confessions, and Dirt Track Weekly. To see all of these shows, all of these episodes, links to everything, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcast. Things update up, uh, automatically over there, so when something new gets posted, it will automatically show up on that page. 
That's it for today's daily. You do have a few streaming options today, so make sure to hit up the streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.